0: Uh, we'll be starting out playing three Italian dances from a dance instruction book from about 1600. Uh, these are by Cesare Negri, and then a second book, uh, Fabrizio Caroso. And both of these books have instructions for the dance steps and woodcuts, these pictures of the dancers and their costumes with the different postures. So, um, there will be three pieces. Bizzaria da Catena de Mori and Hasamezzo and um
1: actually Brando de Caldes. Oh sorry.
0: Okay. <laughs> Brando de Caldes. So, so this is all dance music. from about the same time, right around 1600 or so. The first one is uh, A Masking Air, called Gray's Inn, by John Adson. And the second one is My Lord Willoughby's Welcome Home, by John Dowland. Uh, anything to say about
1: that? Mm. Well, Gray's Inn is one of the four royal inns of court, to which you had to belong if you were going to practice law. And they were established, the date is not... Because all of them were supposed to have been established at the same time, no one could have been first. But maybe as early as the thirteen hundreds. And besides being the site where people actually lived and had offices, they had revelry, merry making, and even Shakespeare's purportedly came there. And so you can still go there today. Obviously, it's still there, but our garden walks. It's in England, and it's at the corner of in London, I guess High Holborn, and. I just don't know. Yeah, but there are garden walks that people come there to see. Yeah.
0: And Lord Willoughby of Lord Willoughby's Welcome Home was a famous soldier who had many great victories, so I guess this was a welcome home after a great win on the battlefield. String could either be a single string, like this in the treble, or it could be a pair of strings tuned in unisons or octaves that you always play together as if they were one string, just like a modern twelve-string guitar or mandolin. So this has 17 individual strings arranged into 10 courses. It's a kind of lute that might have been played right around the early 17th century, right toward the end of John Dowland's life, for instance. But I'm going to switch over now to a Baroque lute. I'm going to play a piece of Bach next.
2: Uh, This is a uh, lute with 24 strings. Its tuning is completely different. It has two single strings, and then the rest are all in pairs. So it's a
0: 13-course lute. And instead of the tuning being in fourths, the tuning is in a D minor chord. With the lower strings all tuned in a scale going down a full octave of diatonic open strings. So the whole setup, the whole way of approaching the instrument is really different from the Renaissance Lute. It also tends to have a deeper, more ringing kind of tone. And I'm going to switch flutes, too. I have a
1: bunch of flutes down here. And this is actually kind of a, an oddball flute. It's it's basically a renaissance flute, but it has these funny turnings which make it look like a later French baroque flute. It's just, it's sort of an experimental flute. But basically, like a renaissance flute, it's cylindrical, but this one has one key. And the keys were added at the end of the 1600s, but there was uh, some idea that maybe some people were experimenting and adding them earlier. But at any rate... Um, We were just playing at 440, A440, which is basically a round roll modern orchestra's tune today, or, you know, plus or minus a bit, but we're going to switch to A415, which we're still playing in A, but it comes out a half step lower. So the earlier music, there was no pitch standard, instruments were made at different pitches in different villages. So actually, if you were to travel, you might take your instrument, if you were a wind player, get to another village and be so out of tune you couldn't even play with the folks there. Mm-hmm. So um, this flute that I'm about to play, it's, it's a Baroque flute and it's already, you know, the, the, it's made just a little bit differently. It's divided into four parts. It has the one key, but the middle section's in two pieces. And this first joint of the two middle sections came in different lengths. You had a box of them. And so you could change the overall pitch of your flute. So well, I'm gonna play this one. It's got a, a more refined sound. You'll be able to tell. Hopefully, it'll be more refined. <laughs> that's the thought, anyway. Didn't Questions.
2: Han- didn't handle like some good musicians.
1: Oh yeah, definitely. Really? Yeah, we've actually been playing Handel. We're not playing it today. I think we're
0: playing it tomorrow. We are. <laughs> Where are you playing? Them? Up at the Cathedral, of Barrier Queen.
2: That's all we have on the
1: flutes and this one is a copy of a flute called the rotten that's the guy's last name and i'm going to switch over to playing a baroque flute we're the same era but it's a palanca and it's an italian flute this is a german flute it's an italian flute but we're playing spanish music <laughs> but this one has a bigger sound and i chose it actually for the voice of the instrument which fits the character of this music and this music was Going on at the same time as in Italy, all the wild new violin sonatas were just coming out. People were playing really virtuosically. And people, some people in Scotland were really taken by that style of music, taken with the violin, the classical violin, the brogue violin, and what it could do as opposed to the fiddle that was playing native airs in Scotland at the time. So this music that we're going to play, this one piece called The Laurel by James Oswald, it's sort of a blend of both traditions it incorporates Scottish native airs yet it's set more in this sort of gallant style so it sounds like kind of like salon music like this is a good setting for it but it has some parts but it sounds like you're in a pub a public house so it's kind of a curious mix you'll hear both of them reflected in this it comes out of this big collection called the seasons not vivaldi's seasons but james oswald's seasons and um he composed this he was also a collector and a publisher and a cello player and a dancing master But he wrote this collection of the seasons in which every piece has the title of a flower or in this case a tree that blooms in Scotland during the season it's set within so this is the laurel
0: Exactly at the same time as this music, which seems, I mean, you'll hear it, it's just worlds apart. But I think it's interesting that they are both going on at the same time, um, a few hundred miles apart.
1: together, and no levers, and if people want to sharp a string, they either press right here and they put these little sticks in there, and uh, it's also a bray harp, I don't have it hooked up with the brays, but these little pins here, if I press them down, they'll engage with the string, and it makes the craziest ever sound, it doesn't sound like if you just heard a recording, you might not think it was a harp, it's, it's really cool, but not doing that. <laughs> It's still so cool, though. Mm-hmm. The one thing I didn't bring was a uh, black cloth, so when I look through, I'm seeing all those leaves. So let's we'll see what happens. You know? It's like when you look through a heart, you also see what's behind it. So I have to think about that. <laughs> so let's see. Yes? I just want to say, um,
2: the Renaissance have a lot of different kinds of funny-sounding instruments. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And the decide Yeah. They yeah. all have a great It's great stuff. Oh. Okay, while you're checking, I'll just say that uh, we're going to play three pieces for harp and lute. And,
0: you know, harp and lute was a really popular combination, especially back in the 15th century, early 16th century. And then the combination of the two kind of fell out of style a little bit. But uh, the first one is a dance by Adrien de Bois, uh called Pazemez, Pazemez, which was kind of a dance, um, that's from around the middle of the 16th century. And this followed by um, My Lady Carrie's Dump. A uh, dump was a piece of music based on a simple repeating chord progression. In this case, only two chords. Um, and then My Lady Winkfield's Round, which has think, a to grand total of three chords. So uh, these are three pieces that, they're all arrangements. There really isn't a specified repertoire of pieces already set to go for Hartman We have to look for pieces that fit the instruments, which is probably what, what folks did back in 15th, and 16th century. Is this an English one as uh, Yes. Well, the first one is French, and then the next two are English. What uh, you playing in Warwick? Not today, but uh, we have. Especially, we're both members of the Baltimore Consort, And as as colleagues in that group we played a fair amount
2: of of Thomas Morning.
1: for two flutes, which we have arranged for a and flute. But it's, it's really cool to have this collection. It sort of shows the taste of people in France, his particular taste. And if he also makes variations on the themes of these guys. So he didn't just take a piece that someone wrote and then just fix it up for two flutes. But he took a theme and maybe made a variation set. And uh, the piece that we're playing is a rondo. And that form is a tune. And then a brand new tune, and then the first tune comes back. And then another brand new tune that we haven't heard yet, and the first tune comes back. It's kind of like a club sandwich. So it's like the bread <laughs> is this tune, and then there's not a part apart, and then bread, and no, cheese. So anyway, you'll probably start recognizing the tune as it comes back. You can change how far you go in, which affects the pitch, the flattening, and you can change the speed of it. That's one thing. The other thing is they, the French in this time trade, favored these crazy wide trills that sound like birds. You know, so instead of just the real notes, you might get something like, instead of, you might get, kind of sounds like a morning dove, but they like to nature in the music and the was the perfect vehicle for pretty sounds. So we're going to play a set of folk tunes, um, some Scots tunes, Irish tunes, and uh, a tune from Brittany. So we're playing a tune called "Sitting in the Spirit <coughs> Boat, and it's a Scottish tune and it's, um, by Reverend William MacLeod. We've always lived in this one village and he was sent to a different parish. And so he had to leave everything that was familiar to him for his whole life. So he wrote this tune as he's in the back of the boat, watching everything that he knew recede into the mist. So that's, that's a really beautiful tune. It's a really great image. And the next one is um, a tune that it translates to, We brought the summer with us, and it's supposed to be sung by supposedly a band of young virgins coming down from the hills. And uh, the next tune is The Road to Liskin-Barnap, which is a small village in County Clare. And they have a, besides a lot of other things, they have this matchmaking contest every September, so I guess it might be happening. And this tune is about people setting off with high hopes. <laughs> maybe they'll end up with their life partner, or maybe not, but um, that's that tune. And then these are really short tunes. Sounds like it's going to take forever, but they're really super short. And the next one is the Star Above the It's shorter to play them than the I know it takes a lot longer them. to tell you. I'll just <laughs> tell you what the names are. Star Above the Garter, which has various symbolic meanings, and Karnak, which is the tune from Brittany, which um, basically Brittany is the place that has the Karnak stones, or these menhirs, these huge rocks that, you know, are set into the ground vertically, and tell how things move at the equinox um, in the heavens. And then uh, the next little tune is called Twin Grilling. It sounds like a Breton tune, but it was actually written by a couple of harpists that I know. And then the last piece is a piece called Star of Munster, which is a real Irish tune. That's that. that. We're switching, I'm switching instruments to um, this flute. It has the body of the flute from the 1800s, but no keys. And a lot of traditional Celtic music players like to play Instruments from that time, either with the keys or even really popularly without the keys. The keys are all ripped off, and this is just like, you know, like, I don't know, like race cars. (laughs) Kind of pulled down to the basics. Now you're going to play a little.